bite, just like, <laughs> and I'm just maybe like, he was hungry. Did you ever think the man was not hungry? He's disgusted is, doing this. Thank does he like not even in. like wash it first? How are you gonna wash something like, from a crime? Yeah, okay, where are you? Where are you stopping to bring the meat from a fresh crime scene to clean yeah. it when your killer is seconds? ahead of you I'm I'm not being Chrissy, you got to take it like, some way to clean what you wearing around wet wipes if he's bring some hot sauce what's going on here mm, mm. if he's done this before dig in. then he should on have toe. something in like i want both you to it into the ocean too that you ever think no 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 no, no. It, mm. the ocean is full of whale piss so no right. also semen <laughs> lots of whale semen as well Hey, well, thank you. I definitely. All right, so we're there now. I am. I am very impressed with how y'all were able to take a gross story and somehow make it even more gross. That's what we're here to do, man. We appreciate it. All right, so Shana, Shana, Shana. No, stop what you're gonna say because you're gonna say something about whale semen. Oh no, drop it right now. There they go, the clown and the tooth dog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B in the house today. We have Shana Shay. Up. We have the executioner. Like I always say, can't find a door, make your own. We have the abolition savvy. Does a window count as a door? Yes. Juta door. Juta door. All right, well, juta window then. I don't care. Today we have an awesome action packed, nice fun filled show for you. We are talking about the comic series Shoe. Now, not Shoe proper, but Shoe. This is the spin off series of the very popular 2016 to so and so image series about Detective Tony Shoe who well choose on things to gain clues and this is a follow-up we'll see how it actually measures up to the original series and if it stands on its own legs we're also talking about the film white tiger this is the new film on netflix that's based off of the uh, the white tiger the book that was very popular uh, a little while back uh centered around a um a, uh, a young indian uh driver slash entrepreneur and we're talking about zombie hunter d-day this is a new first-person shooter mobile game and pretty much first-person shooter. You're fighting zombies. We'll tell you whether or not it's worth your clicks and your coins. We are going to take a backseat to that and let the forefront flow with Chew. Now, if anyone's unfamiliar with uh, Chew, C-H-E-W, this is the story of Detective Tony Chew, uh, who's a sevapath. He can physically understand the um, entire history of anything he eats, and he works for law enforcement. Now, Chu, C-H-U, is what we're talking about today. This is a comic run that just came out in trade from Image, and it's about Saffron Chu. This is Tony's sister, and she's a crook and a Siba Paws. Now, what that means is she's able to learn secrets uh, from who she eats with. So if they're eating the same thing, she's learning all types of, you know, interesting tidbits about what's going on inside. Now, Tony and Saffron are brother and sister, and they follow very different paths. So we meet Saffron as her latest job goes way left, and she needs to make moves quick. So we're about to jump right into that right now. First of all, the whole concept of Siba Pars and Siba Path and uh, Sibo uh, Panthropic, that was really new to me. Um, so I had to do some research on this. And apparently uh, these are all like subcategories of clairvoyance. This is retrocognition, where you interact with something and then you learn its history. You get all the information about it. It's like telepathy. It's a psychic ability. It is wild, and in this story, it is gross. Like, gross. So, like, they can do, like, a background check. Just... They can. Yeah. And it's gross. Yeah, pretty gross. Emphasis on this... Gro all, right, all right, all right. Well, I mean, how? It's, it's a background check, man. Like, you gotta <laughs> know what you're going to. Well, no, okay. I, well, hold on. Think we got, we got, about we got what he'd have to do mm -hmm. Shane, to get that information. Like, let's say, I don't know, somebody's murdered. And now he wants to find out information about the victim. He gets information by biting things. What will he have to bite? Oh, uh, no. Like his arm, maybe? Oh, his hair. His, his yeah, hair. that's right. Da ha. Then you find out what shampoo he Regardless, you're chewing on a dead what person. What job? But, but no, hair but you is can better cut, than you can, you can you can cut off his hair, like a like a, a lock of his hair, and put it in a sandwich or something. Trust like that is nothing that ever happens. This that is, is not I Zombie, and this is not how what happens. He literally bites into the flesh mm. of 
corpses often or not. That's because he chooses like, to bite. That's because he chooses to not eating the hair. People, a lot of people have hair, whether it be like eyebrows, facial hair, hair, or toenails. Have, it could or, specifically know. need to be the meat. I don't y'all, know. Uh, yeah, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all are straight missing the point. Okay, first of all, <laughs> hair is disgusting. However, a good femur, also a delicious. choking hazard. Very much so. Yeah. So you yeah. put in this, a this, sandwich. There is shows that, about that's people who eat hair. Strand. You also can't digest hair, and it will get stuck in your digestive system. The thing that happens. Uh, that's all. That's fine. I got that some gum in there. That's what they want you to believe. Okay. No, that's how you get impacted <laughs> and die from not being able to. Poop. Do not listen to my advice. I'm not a doctor. No, no, absolutely not. All right, so Shana, I dug into this. I was really into um, the story of saffron. And I find myself more on Tony's side towards the end, oh, even though I'm totally like, I see how everything side. happened here. But we're not following Tony. And I didn't read Shu in the initial run. I was one of the dudes that was uh, became aware of it later after it had the whole rise and fall in popularity and such. It ran for 60 issues and didn't come to me until after the book uh, had like ended. So it's been silent for four years. Tell us about your impressions of Shu. Well, Shu was interesting, to say the least. It was... Definitely one of the weirder comics I've read recently, but um, I mean, it it worked though. The story works. Um, Yes, it's very gross every time he has to bite into something to figure. And and the things in which he has to bite just get get a little more gross every time he has to bite something. Yeah, that first one, they they saw you off mile. It's just like dip a finger in and like, okay, I guess it's not that bad. And then this dude is full on taking a victim's uh, like severed leg out of a shark's mouth and taking his own like bite just like, ah, 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 ah. And I'm just maybe like, he was hungry everything the man was not hungry they go on they go into it too about how we're disgusted weeding this and watching this he's disgusted is- doing it so i'm just like yes yes does he like not even in. like wash it first how are you gonna wash something like, from a crime scene? Well, you, you know what? That is very true. That meat. Hold on now. Does because, he like, does he clean the meat first? You have why? Because, like, it, okay, where are you where are you stopping to bring the meat from a fresh crime scene to clean yeah. it when your killer is seconds ahead of you? Okay? You've got you've got yeah, crime like you're to solve, trying to my quickly friend. Get you got know, maybe, maybe, Talking about, talking about being saying, Chrissy, you got to take it like, some way to clean. What you wearing around wet wipes? If he's, Bring some hot sauce. What's going on here? Mm, mm. If he's done this before, dig in. then he should on have toe. something in like his like trunk or something. Like no, this is not like, maybe, like cleaning <laughs> cleaning supplies or something. Mm. That I, mean, I, 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 want, the, I want both of y'all. I want both of y'all. He just it into the ocean too. That you ever think? No, 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 no. It, mm. The ocean is f- full of whale piss so no also semen <laughs> lots of whale semen as well hey well thank you i definitely all right so we're there now when the pandemic's <laughs> over thank you okay so back to what? Chew, please. most of it misses i, I am i am very impressed with how y'all were able to take a gross story and somehow make it even more gross that is hey, man, that's, that's, what, that's what we're here to do man we appreciate it you do our all right, so if, Shana, if you... Shana, Shana, no, stop what you're going to say, because you're going to say something about whale semen. Oh, no, drop it right now. I want to hear your impressions of shoe with saffron. Well, sa- shoe with saffron. Saffron is interesting. And I thought at the beginning I was going to side with her. So I'm like, oh, she's just a plucky girl trying to. But then I look at all the damn mistakes she makes and goes, girl. Why is this man so important? I would have been using my own powers to edify myself and screw him because he keeps jacking stuff up and getting y'all in trouble. You talking about you talking about the brother? You talking about Tony? No, I'm talking about her boyfriend. Ah, yeah, no. Who is the catalyst for everything that goes wrong? She blames the pandemic. Funny enough, there's a pandemic happening in this comic Mm -hmm. um, of Mm -hmm. like violent bird flu. Which, ironically enough, this was written before our current pandemic, and it came out, uh, the original run, came out at the start of last year. So, like, but I mean, thanks. happenstance. A, yeah, when the bird flu was the biggest threat. This was something we were actually worried about for, like, years. Because it had been a while since there had been a large pandemic. It was like, you know what? It yeah, it's only been, like, a century. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah, but you're talking about the boyfriend who, you're absolutely right, is the 
catalyst for like everything that goes wrong here. And my thing is like, why would you stay with this dude? Why would you keep going back to suit? And I understand no, the concept of you know love why. wrong. No, hold on. No, man you know is, why. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna no, call, he crosses right, a line. Know. He crosses a huge line. Like, what is it like the second, uh, what was it? The second or third issue when the hitman's coming from him and he redirects the hitman to her twin sister. Yeah, right. what the hell, that, dude? I, that would have been it. I would have no, been like, nah, yo. No, like, nah, direct. Homie, he's like, he's like, nah, hold on, hold on. I got you. No one go here. Nah, yo. We all know why they are still together. Why are they still no. together? Seriously? Let, 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 let them get it. Yo, let let man, them get it out. I'm why just, are they still just together? Saying, it's it's wow. like being being with the broke guy, you know. It's just that the, the correlation, the causation, no. the bedroom temptation. No, that's just having bad common sense. No, that's 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 implication is that he was just slinging it that good. I mean, I I have no belief in that, but okay. I just really wanted to make sure you got that out of your system. Otherwise, you would have bothered us with it for for weeks. Right. Like, thank you for your brag, but mm, I have yet to do that. That's the only logical explanation because it's like... That's not logical. Any reasonable person would have left. absolutely not Like, I would have left, you know? Like... Anybody would have left. Um, but yes. The reality of it is I would have left too and Saffron did not. One thing I like about the way they present this world is everyone in the crime like lifestyle works with code names. And it's like, I know who I am and I know what I do, but I like how it's like, okay, there's this guy, his specialist is this and this and this. We just gonna call him Mr. Driver. Why? Cause he's the driver. driver. This one is this, 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 this. We can call him Mr. Gun. Why? Because he's a sniper specialist and knows all these weapons, uh, uh, individual things, and he can like make these 19 trick shots and stuff. Cool. So what's his code name? Mr. Gun. Anything else? No. Mrs. Wait, Strong. Is, Mr. Is, yeah, That's Mr. Strong is. is the muscle. You know, it's just like it, they keep it simple it's, and they keep it processable, and it's amusing as it goes on. I went into this not on not with like a chip on my shoulder or anything, but just like. I know how Image's history of, we have a really popular series that spans over time. So then we release a spinoff that's kind of a quick cast grab that you can tell we didn't have any ideas for, we half-assed. And I didn't feel that way with this. I'm wondering how long it can go on because we read the trade issues, but it's an ongoing series. So do they have enough to, Shana, do you think they have enough to take this Maybe, because you know what? And I don't know if you notice like these little things, but if you pay really close attention in the background of the panels, they give you like little hints of weird stuff connected to the pandemic that's happening in the comic. Like they keep hinting, like the dialogue hints every once in a while, like that, oh, it's more than like, oh, it wasn't just the flu. And if you pay really, really close attention in one of the panels at the very end, you're gonna see essentially a mutant chicken. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> I, I I missed the mutant chicken part. I know everyone. I know I know the, everyone was dying left and right from the this like mutant salmonella chicken uh, that was going on. And in yeah, this world, how many people the, died next to a bucket of chicken in this? <laughs> dude, yo, when he found his partner. I mean, that's a that's a small spoiler, but you'll see why it's such a small one that I'm okay with giving it out here. When he, uh, Tony, comes across his partner in the face of someone uh, someone newly introduced, and this new person is a complete douchebag, and he goes oh, off on him, I'm just like, yes, finally some life from this dude, because this whole time, we're wondering like, how was this cat, the, the, the main character, the protagonist of a previous um series when he's so dry and then when we, we get that real like surge of emotion because he mm-hmm. does one thing that every other time you've seen this guy i want to do myself oh that dude was super annoying yes he was, he was like, you know what's wild the worst kind of person to work with you know what's wild too um mm-hmm. in the main series in the in the in the original series uh he he's one of the, he he's a, he's a he's a major he's a major character I bet he is. He's a, he's a major I, dude. Like, I'm not even surprised by that, especially with the way they reveal his character at the end and mm. flipping it on you, and you go, "Oh, yeah, that was that was that was that was a twist." I, I, Perhaps I, I, I judged too quickly. Well, no, I, mean, I mean, no, no, no. He, he, the way he presented, no, you did oh, no, not judge. You, you were. Mm. It also you makes me realize, on. in retrospect, it was mm. on purpose, and I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> Still though, there's limits. I mean, come on. You don't you don't you don't come on and talk about someone's mama and then be like, hey, we're cool, right? Like, Yo, he he straight up used a racial a racial epithet. He called him Charlie Chan when he saw him. That is an offensive thing to say to a Chinese person. Yeah, but, I'm like, dude, I'm carrying a gun. You want to rephrase that? You know? So I Yeah, this is actually this this was this was written by um uh this was written by the original creators of Chu. So it's got that. Uh, the same cachet of the same mind, putting together uh, in addition to their own story, which is cool. It was I'm talking about John Lehman and uh, the writer Rob Guillory, uh, who's a brother, by the way, which was surprising because I mean he's a, he's a brother, but the story is about like an Asian family in a world that had like I think exactly two black people, and both of them died like right away. Which, but no, it is what it is. That was just that was the weird thing to me, and it introduced me to the concept of uh eating as a form of like clairvoyance which was wild which um I, which the different types of which too most of his family members have a form of this yeah that and not everyone got the not everyone Man. got the good like okay hold up the, the eating and getting a feeling about people i can understand why the sister the twin sister was paranoid because if you're just suspecting like random from random flashes of people's lives you gonna have some questions too but the whole Everything you eat tells you the entire history of everything. I don't want to know where like all my food came from. What if you were oh, to seafood? Know, okay, it's all know. gross. Like, <laughs> mm, mm. you ever, you ever have mean, shrimp? You have a sea shrimp? With with, with Shayna's mention disgusting. of ocean men. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> hey, speak. <laughs> nah, <laughs> what I do? Okay. All right. Well, oh, well no, no. Okay. Anyways, anyways, has anybody anybody, from, anybody heard about the subway thing? By the way. The subway eat fresh or subway? No, system? apparently there was a lawsuit against Subway and they, uh, citing that their tuna has no tuna in it. Yes, I saw that. The best thing to come out of that, the best thing to come out of that was on Jessica Simpson that said, it's okay, Subway, tuna is hard. I get it. No, 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 no. There's okay, another okay. subway sort of thing against like the British government, if I remember correctly, that their bread in England or Great Britain or somewhere isn't really classified as bread because it has too much sugar in it. Wait, what? Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. like a general. I did not hear of this. So what is in the tuna? Because I've ordered the tuna from time to time. It's, so it's, I, it's, it's, it's filler, it's, my man. It is. It's, it's, it's I don't know. What's the McRib stuff. made out of? Yeah, we'll we'll send you a link. The McRib is made out of delicious. <laughs> that's what it's made out of. But Shana, I, I I enjoyed reading this. It sounds like you had a not terrible time too. No, and it's funny because because I have a tendency to talk out loud when I read. Mm. Not so much that I'm. It's that I'm reacting to stuff and I speak out loud when I'm reacting. And my husband's walking by and he did the illest like double take <laughs> because I'm just like I'm like yo. I, because randomly, I was like, hmm, I wonder if sharks can burp. And he's like, he's like yeah, what that's... are you reading? <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> No, I, I, yo, you know what? He's not, he's not wrong. I'd have, I'd have some questions myself. All right, but, like, um, I, I was about I to Google it. I'm like, can they burp? I don't think they can. It's a good question. I will say, don't <laughs> fall down that rabbit hole because one of the first things that ever brought me there was, um, actually going back to your earlier statement, there's a scene in the book uh, Fluke by Christopher Moore that involves a uh, woman being turned lesbian by an experience with some giant whales matings. Now, uh, I'm giving Shu a thumbs up because, dude, oh, I enjoyed yeah. reading this. I, I didn't really find it any bad weird. parts. It was just a yeah, really fun read. Um, as you're going through it, you learn stuff about this ability and see the ways they use it. And then when I thought the ending was going out on kind of a punk note, we have one final interaction where I was like, oh, oh no, that's gangster. That is, that yo, that's hardcore. And now I want to read more from like one final conversation where I was like, well, they told this story, I'll move on. I mean, and it's they did gangster, one but mm -hmm. also I was annoyed slightly. Okay, well then I'm sorry to hear that. We have different opinions well, there, but what well, was no, no, your, I like your it verdict? overall though. Like I give it a thumbs up. I liked it overall. Like I it was the right kind of weird for me because I tend to like things that are a little strange just because you get a little tired of like the formula of things. And so if you can shock me a little bit, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. Um the the way it ended, I like both liked and disliked just because Eddie was still there. But 
But okay, other no, than that, that's but fair. other than that, I just wanted her to be, you know, kick butt on her own, but that's fine. It's fine. Yep. I'm curious about how it would go down. So I'd be curious to read more of it. Um, it's an ongoing series. It's called C-H-U. Uh, from Image Comics. Yo, check it out if you're into it. It's written by uh, the original creators of Chew. So if you're a fan of Chew as well, it's a good follow-up. Now, we're going to talk about the film The White Tiger. This is on Netflix. This is about okay. entrepreneur Balram Hawaii, uh, who uh, he e we set off, he's emailing uh, Wen Jibao. He's the, um, uh, the now-retired premier of China. And uh, Balram's requesting a meeting and relating his life story. Now we follow Balram from his rustic upbringing uh, to being forced to drop out of school. Um, you know uh, all the stuff. He's on he's on a journey to unlearn servitude, uh, as is just the general uh, mindset of his caste in India, um, and how not to get sucked into feudalism. Now he uses you know his wit, his cunning. Um, he's trying to escape from poverty and using whatever edge he can get. The story t uh, starts us off in the current day, and we see how. Uh, he was able to get from where he started, which was virtually nothing, to where he is now. We see his father uh, teach him a few key points in life, and then we see his interpretation of it. We also find out that he himself is what they call a white tiger, a very unique type of person, a very unique type of thing, a very unique event that happens once in like every 10 lifetimes. You know, something, basically, it's, an, it's just a way of saying something very rare has uh, has come about. Yes, something very special. And Balram's that dude. Uh, Shane, I'm gonna kick it over to you. Why don't you give us your impressions uh, with Balram's story as it progressed? I mean, I'll, I was really like, I, at first I wasn't sure what I was going to think about it because the way the story is set up and the way he starts describing both his life and where he came from. And I'm like, oh man, is this, this is gonna sound, I'm like, huh, is this gonna sound super negative or is it gonna be like really, really down on the poor? This is gonna suck. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were about to say, say, say something racist. I was like, well. Yeah, I was worried about that too. Okay, because right. of the way caste systems work in India, like being part of a different caste, like it doesn't matter that you're ethnically the same being part of a different cast can automatically lower your position with somebody you're interacting with. and Which comes up several so, times in this. Yeah, even though technically the caste system was supposedly dismantled, people still enforce it in their day-to-day yeah. -day lives. And Well, just like, hey, the Civil War ended, we don't have racism, right? Civil rights, yeah. we don't have racism, right? Reparations yeah, no, right. and and so it was interesting. So I was like, okay, like, is this going to be like really dour, really like, uh, but it wasn't as dark as I thought it was going to be, though it is a fairly dark story. Like, but there's kind of like that. this weird amount of hope. And maybe he wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't have gone about things the way he did, but I didn't, and I'm sure I have a different mindset, but I get it. You're poor. I get what it means to be poor and feel like you don't have any don't have any or limited options and mobility in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what the whole story pivots around. Like, like you said, like he had to drop out of school because his family couldn't pay for his living expenses so he could get higher, better education. So he had to start working when he's like 12. Yeah. Dude, that scene crushed me too. Cause it's like immediately you're like, okay, I yeah, see like what's happening. You go ahead, young yeah, like, man, get yours. And like right exactly. away, snatched. This movie did that a lot. Um, I, I, I looked into comparisons between the book and the Netflix film, and apparently the film is very faithful to the book uh, with a few changes made for purely for pacing and to get it down to two hours. And hours. it's a long ass movie and you it feel is. the time, but not like you feel it because it's, not it's dragging. It's you feel the time as in, yo, the, a lot so has much happened. Happens. I've been watching this for a while. Damn, it must be almost over, right? You check the timestamp. It's like, whoa, nope. there's that much left? There's like 45 <laughs> minutes left. Like, yeah, by the time I got to the um the point about when you get to the accident, and I'm like, there's still 45 minutes left. Yeah, it's like, I've been watching this movie <laughs> since I was 11 years old. It can't go on much longer. It's like, mm. <laughs> but not, but, it's, but I don't, but 
just so there's no like confusion. I didn't feel like it was dragging in any way. It's not like I was watching like a Snyder film that was way too long. Oh, um, man, low blows over here. What low blows? Snyder films are long. You know They're this. often too long, and I don't actually like this. And I, I, I'm right there with you, and I'm not hating no on comment. Snyder. He's done some decent work, but some, yeah, when a film but, when a film has told its story. Sometimes it just needs to know when to end, when to progress, when to wrap All it up. Right. And exactly. those ones aren't ones that really have that, that, no, that really have that sense. I didn't get that from I didn't get that from the White Tiger. The White Tiger Not follows Balram as he's growing up in this family that's pretty much all workers, all like very familiar with this um oh, excuse me, with this lifestyle of poverty. And he describes the concept of the rooster coop. Yeah. And the rooster coop is essentially a state of being where roosters are packed into coops these big chicken coops and every now and then someone a person comes in opens the the, the door takes one of the roosters pulls it out and then we'll you know butcher it right there pluck it all that stuff the other roosters they don't try to get out they don't try to run they don't peck at them a little they just watch because this is the lifestyle that they know they're there and content because they're alive for now when they see someone getting you know getting theirs, it, well, that was them. I, I do my thing. I'm over here because I'm content in this single state of being. And the content of the rooster coop is that's how everyone in the world that he came from is, which was kind of wild. Also, when you make the discovery that he's finding ways to convince people and work his way into fulfilling his dream of being a driver for the rich guy that's that's his way out and i'm like that's a means but in this they really push that that's the mentality i'm like yo that was wow that was interesting mm -hmm. and i, I want to see like where this goes because um i'm watching this dude and you think you have it pegged you think you have it down what's going to happen and it was a good move starting the uh well first of all they 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 give the hook in the trailer so it's not like it's a big spoiler but they start off showing you that he's the driver for this rich family he achieves that dream and then driving uh the young son who he's idolized and his wife the son's wife um they get drunk they get behind the wheel and say yeah driver you know you get in the back he's like i really shouldn't you're drunk he's like hey you work for us so he does what he's told and then while drunk driving these folks end up hitting and killing a child and then they since he's their servant make Balram take the blame for it. Mm -hmm. So that's like the big thing that causes like this downfall between them. And I'm like, that's wild. That's a crazy hook to have in the middle of the story if it wasn't the middle of the story. And it wasn't the middle of the story, but they show you in the trailer and then the movie starts with it. So it's not a secret, but we get to like, once that's out of the way, it takes a lot of the tension away from what's gonna be the big thing that happens when we just get to watch Bal uh, Balram's rise. And I'm like, yo, I was loving the rise. The rise yeah. is dope. The rise is like, yeah, he's this poor dude. He's downtrodden, but he's also the one who, when he was like, you know, like four years old, was reading complex sentences. And the dude's like, I'm gonna give you a full scholarship. I'm gonna send you to, some send you to the best schools. I'm gonna send you to college. I'll make sure you become the best thing you can be in life. And the next day, Nana's like, yo, your pops is dead. You're working now. End of story. Out of school. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's really like. And it's funny because um because there's a moment in the movie where um Baram asks to the um camera like oh is it like this in your country as essentially how the poor are and I was like actually yeah it is people who are born in abject poverty have a really hard time mobilizing out of it um because the system isn't made for them to mobilize out of it it doesn't want them to um it there the the people who live in opulence live in opulence off of the backs of the people who live in dirt and it, it, it's an interesting parallel because the truth of the matter is maybe like i it's funny after um watching i looked at, looked up to see how other like indian people like indian nationals thought about the movie and it seems kind of split because it, it's probably how they feel about the book too split because there's this thing that um baron says that oh you know, to get out of poverty, either you have to get into politics or crime. And in the story, they're talking about the which thing. one he chooses. Uh, sometimes it is. Um, 
it's just like white collar crime or blue collar crime um and i'm like it's kind of but i was like but that's kind of true everywhere mobility is almost always a hustle like no matter where you are in the world it's almost always a hustle it's almost always i have to bend the system around me to get out of where i am unfortunately that's just the sad state of affairs of the world we live in when you don't grow up rich and affluent silver spoon and mouth and all that which is kind of a bummer dude because i know where we are in our society and this is just a quick social commentary thing i know where we are in our society and it's every time i think yo man you know i'm doing my best to you know try to live a good life and try to you know succeed and get ahead and stuff you know i'm doing what little i can with the resources and stuff but yo doing a podcast is always struggling you know maintain day jobs and things and everyone's in you know uh uh work a day you know wondering not when the next paychecks come in living in this pandemic and then you see a story like this where uh on another in another part of the world yes you're aware that poverty and 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 like and strife exists everywhere but you see this cat and this is uh this is a part of the world where there is people who are blind stinking rich like that hotel was yeah. ridiculous ridiculous and but then you also, see the folks that work for them this one that is in this same village he came from he goes home to visit and there's still people who are taking dumps in the street because that's all they know they don't the have any water yeah well, the fact that it, what, the one scene where we see he uh like the wife goes off on him and he buys and uses toothpaste for the first time and it never dawned on me that that would be a thing he didn't use it. That would be a thing that would not just be in the regular purview. So it's like, it, it's eye-opening. Yeah. And, you know, but it's still just an enjoyable story because we're watching this dude who we grow to like. I liked him the whole time. I was, I was, I was uh, digging, I was digging him it. digging the story. Like, like, yeah, I wasn't like, yo, I, I like, even when he did like things that were a little messed up, I was like, yo, I can't even blame you for this situation because this isn't a situation of your making. Yeah, hold like on, hold you're on, just hold on, hold on. trying to survive. I except for you the for one of, thing yeah you know what you know what to say right i know what, what you're say. talking about but except yeah. for that one thing oh, <laughs> everything else is man. just but that thing mm. makes sense because when you are pushed down because even the nice boss it still treats him like a servant yeah like, that was the thing that, that that was the thing that threw me i'm just I, i'm watching this thinking yo this family these are horrible people but the exception is the son who was sent overseas to learn and his wife who came from who was in a similar separated from the society and got to see other ways uh, other societies where they treat their serve their um their servants better and then they came back i'm, I'm thinking that maybe balram found you know a, a safe beachhead to develop then these people, once they're not in the best mood, turn into the exact same a-holes to to our hero Bal Ram here. I'm just like, oh, why Ashuk? Why, yo, Pinky? You were supposed to be the good one. <laughs> why are you doing like that? She's probably the one, only one she was like honest with him. Yeah, all of her dealings. Mm -hmm. But she did have a couple of those moments too, which which show oh, which, yeah. which is very telling of that of the cast structure they live in. Uh, oh, Pinky, by the way, played by uh, Priyanka uh, Chopra Jonas yes. in this. Um, who they she's really also a producer. Yes, yeah, she was one of the people that made it happen as a film, which I'm I'm, I'm glad she did. It's dope. I was trying to promote Desi culture. Dude, this is good stuff, man. We were talking about it before, and I got twinges of Sacred Games, which is a story, um, which is also another uh, show that ran on Netflix. Uh, two seasons, and then um, I don't believe they're going into a third. But it's the story of an Indian gangster who builds himself up from nothing and become, now he's the focus of the story after his death, but the entire time we're following this cop who's supposed to be like the main guy. And the second main guy is the gangster, but the whole time, we're on the side of the gangster, like, yo, he's the one doing like interesting things and making moves. He's the story I, mean, I want to know. I mean, it, it is very much whose story is being told from I, whose perspective. So well, you, that's just the, that's, that's just where I where so I go. So set up how how you empathize. I, I do. I love the way this story presented the different types of people. When we got to meet, um, we meet the stork, who's the dude who who's his landlord in his old village who ends up being the rich dude who heads up the family he works for and wants to work for. And he's researching and learning everything about them to find out 
how he wants to work for them, who he wants to work under, and he's introducing us to the different members, and we get to see that info for ourselves too. His sons are Ashok, uh, the nice one, and uh, Mukesh, the mongoose, complete a-hole. Like, Could have been like him. Mm, oh my. <laughs> Yo, for real, just I would have loved it if. Right. Just... Yeah. But Ashuk was you know. Ashuk was going that way. Ashuk was going that he, way. Which is he sad was to also because that's the thing because he was weak. Like at the end of the day, he may have had some nice ideals, but he was weak and he was well, going to bend to what his father and brother wanted. Mm, at the end of the day, like, that coupled with the depression. That coupled with the depression was it was just too much. I, I get that. Um, and we meet the great socialist. The the Yo, savior. she was hilarious. I'm sorry, she was <laughs> funny as hell. <laughs> she was messed. <laughs> This is the I woman like, who oh. built herself up in their society from nothing. Okay, Ethel, let me let me ask you let me ask you a question. What up? Okay, if you come from poverty, you come from the hood, and there's someone very famous in public office that says, "Hey, yo, I came from nothing, legit, and this is verifiable, and I built myself up to here, and now I'm the representative for the people," and you the whole time you're just like, "Yes." You go, you got my back. I know you, I'm, I'm imagining you watching TV and stuff. So that's why I'm looking up here. But it's just like, um, and you believe in this person. And then one day when you actually find out you're gonna be in the same room with this person. And the first thing they're doing is you see them squeezing folks for bribes, for political influence. Yo, how would you feel, man? I feel like that's how the game is played, man. And I would like to take notes and I would like to partake in that same thing because I don't want to go back to being that poor and broke again. But I mean, that's just me and my mentality. But I guess if I were to think about me 10 years ago, I guess I would be shocked like, oh, no, how could you do this? My hero. Oh. I never would have been shocked. But OK, no. so OK, next time, next time, Abby, I'm going to ask you because I thought he would actually have uh, a, a response that ha that implied some decency and moral. Um, no, and, uh, man, moral are you kidding me? That's how the game is played. You can't be mad about how people are playing the game. You got to no, bend. Of course you can be you know, mad about how people play the game. That's yeah. So yeah. Hey, hey. He got that I mean, far from doing what he needs to do, I, and I'm in that position too. <laughs> Introduce me to the game so I can do it too, and then put myself in a position where I don't have to do that anymore. All right, here, here, here's here's how you do it. You start a podcast network and you go broke. Now, um, <laughs> when we meet when we meet the socialist, that was surprising. We meet, you know, you know what? The only dude that really had a like solid sense of how everything worked from the jump was Vitiligo. Like everyone yeah. else, everyone else has to He's learn something or come to a realization <laughs> or be turned around. Now I'm not saying he was a good guy. There's this, there's this dude in the story, they call him Vitiligo because he's got Vitiligo. Vitiligo. And he's just a dick. Oh, terrible. Yeah, he's, he's the biggest dick that well, I've ever I mean, he's got, vil you know, he's got Vitiligo, so. Hey, nothing wrong with having Vitiligo. I've known no, a couple no, people who have it. No. Um, but the, He's presented as just this douchebag who you're like, oh man, the, yo, okay, Balram, don't hang around with these asses, dude. You're better than this. And then you find out he's the one dude that gets it. He's the one dude. I'm and I'm saying I'm not saying it's pretty. I'm just saying yeah. he's the one dude that like understands and has accepted truth. life because he's like aware of every step. And I'm just like, yo, that's that's extremely raw. That is painful, and that sucks for everyone involved. How is Balram going to get out of this? And the way he does is great. Um, I, well, not great. The way he does is very interesting to watch. I enjoyed watching this. I enjoyed yeah. the performances. Uh, Priyanka is interesting to see. Um, uh, Adarsh, I got it written down here. Uh, Adarsh uh, Gurav is the dude who plays Balram. And we follow him the whole time. Um, and I mean, every dude nails scene it. just about. And so he must have his butt off for this whole time. Mm. Well, it's a thumbs up for me. I I, I, I dug it. Shay, where, where I you give it, I give it a thumbs up. I think it was a really well told story. On um, it made me think a lot about like like societal issues afterwards and how like poor people are actually treated in society. And it's just like, yeah, that sucks. Like the like when you look at especially when you look at a country like India who has such a huge economic divide between the poor and the rich. Like it's. There's no middle class almost. Like there, there's nobody, you're rich or you live in a town with nothing. <sighs> like you, you can get by or you have absolutely nothing. And it's it's 
really sucky. And especially when you see after Balam gets the job as the driver and you see their house and how opulent. And he came from living in a shack with a dirt floor where everybody all slept in one room. Yeah, when this dude was so jazzed about getting L, like living in a one room apartment with the other dude. And he was just like, oh my God, I've never been in a place this nice. And it is literally like someone's garage. And, that was and, and then you see, yeah, and then you see where he came from and it's true. And then when like other people visit and they're like, you really live like this? He's like, yeah, it's wonderful. And it's like, it really speaks to the mentality that leave these people in. And I will say that, um, except for the one scene that we talked about where he does something to one of the other servants, which was- Ah, uh, yeah, that's not, that just, was such a- It was painful to like, watch. Like he even admit, admitted it. it was a terrible thing that he did. Yeah. Like, but sometimes you gotta step on other people's necks to get ahead. And like, it's never what you wanna do. No. And sometimes- it, it definitely speaks to also why he gave the message he did by the end of this. And when he finally had the in, the interaction with the guy he's writing the email to, it made a lot of sense. Because this whole time he's telling the story, expecting that I came up like this. You did too, right? Because we're brown and yellow, you know? It's like how, you know, future of the world, right? And the guy's like, oh yeah, hey, it's you. You know, so, I mean, it, it made a lot of sense. It is what it is. I kind of like the crooked message that it went out on. I'm just like, yo, I, I'm, I'm a dude who comes from a world where I understand, yo, clever crime will get you ahead. If you, you know, have a certain code and go about it a certain way and be smart about yours, then get yours. And I mean, I think it's just the audience it's meant for. You know, if you're, if you're culturally involved, it's for you. Or if oh. you're so inclined to that lifestyle, may also be for you too. Yeah, did you catch the dig at Slumdog Millionaire in there? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. This dude, he said that. I'm just like, oh, shots fired. <laughs> um, all right, so the movie is called, uh, it's called um, The White Tiger. It's based off of the book of the same name. It's dude, getting a lot of positive reviews online. I'd say check it out. It's just a good watch. It really is. It's gonna take some time, but I definitely. Like it's not it's a light worth. watch, but it's worth it. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit you. Uh, I also do like what, like final note. I like when we see him at the end. I expected they were gonna be like when they kept calling him an entrepreneur and they kept mm -hmm. talking about outsourcing and showing like the Indian, um, the Indian uh, uh, what do you call it uh, call centers. Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be like, well, I found my escape and I find my way to high society and it's. Uh, uh, running yeah. this cyber tech company from over here and having people, and I'm like, how, how were you, like you've never had any inclination to any of this, where did that come from? And they didn't do that. The, I, I'll just say that, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. I don't think it is, but that, I, that's I not what better, they did and I was happy. The, the industry he did go into made more sense. Yes, a lot more sense, a lot more sense. All right, so now we're gonna talk about Zombie Hunter D-Day. Zombie Hunter DJ is a zombie. Uh, it's a mobile first-person shooter uh, set in a zombie world. It's set 28 days after uh, the apocalypse, and you need to make use of various weapons to clear each stage of zombies. And that's pretty much it. Like it doesn't spend too much time on world building or or, or, or zombie lore. Um, it doesn't even tell you like who you are or how you got here. It's just yo, you're throwing in the, the, the zombies. You got guns. Figure it out. And I, I I started off hating this. I, st I started off like, yo, why does this game not tell me anything? Why does it just put me in a situation? Why do you need these crappy ass guns and stuff? And then I realized how it was trying to work around every um, every little obnoxious nuance that these games tend to have. So Ethel, you're doing a lot of groaning right now. So I'm gonna kick it over to Abby to get your impressions. Yeah, yeah, let's You got a very big issue with um, like, you know, playing it close to the chest, brother. All right, Abby, your impression of Zombie Hunter D-Day, please. I understand Effocutioner's sort of dissatisfaction with this game. I, I am usually fine with mobile games as they are, because like they're just something to pass the time when you're like waiting to get your laundry done mm -hmm. or like, 
you're on the train waiting to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, this was the type of game where if you actually wanted to get and go, so like if you wanted to go further in the game and get like further into the levels, or if you wanted better equipment, then you would have to pay to win. And I was like, did EA make this game? <laughs> Because you, you've got a good point. It throws a lot of it throws a lot of um, a lot of the system of you've got this gun. To upgrade this gun, you can get this many coins. To get this many coins, you can watch an ad or just play through. Or I'll tell you what, hey, you give us a few bucks and we'll throw you coins. Um, it also works. It works on coins and the medallions. And the medallions are how you do certain things. The coins are how you do other things. And they split it down the middle there. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, no. but I was just saying like uh, like the. The medallions are sort of like the uh, ones that you have to pay for with money, and then like they're like the special currency. While the coins are sort of like the normal currency you use to upgrade things, like your guns, like um, like your sort of special skill set or whatever, or certain special skill sets. But if you wanted to get like special upgrades that would help significantly in your in the levels and fighting against. Uh, the zombies then you would have to use the medallions or the gold coins or whatever they were and like it's really difficult to get those unless you watch like a whole bunch of ads which I didn't really like or if you pay for them with money that I didn't want to spend on this game so it just sort of got it just like my quality of living just like not quality of living but like my quality of playing went way down when i found that out i get that they which throw is a lot pretty of, they early throw on lot, they throw a lot of that stuff at you which normally when games do it like this uh you kind of hope that there'll be more in the gameplay but fo you may or may not be of the same mindset where do you fall oh man well keeping in mind we have like five minutes here okay well the, the sum it up i i didn't think it was so bad to which which kind of scared the crap out of me Granted, scared I, yeah, it scared it, it, it scared me. It, that scares me too. Don't worry. <laughs> so I, I didn't really have a problem with it because I, I kept with the basic gun. So I pretty much went in with the basic strategy of like, yo, I feel like all this money and stuff is better to save to a certain point. And I saw at the bottom that you could like use your gold to buy grenades and extra experience. So I was like. I'm going to keep the regular weapons and just use those for the first area. And I did. And I managed to save up a bunch of credits and coins. And then I, I also watch ads. But when the ads started playing, I went to go use the bathroom where I threw that through my phone somewhere and ended up watching like Buffy and then came back and then just started playing again. Yeah, that's the thing I noticed too. As I played this, I found watching the ads or at least letting the ads play very um it was it was helpful, dude. I was literally racking up the the medallions. Uh well not literally racking up, but I was just collecting so many while I'm just like I've been playing for a little bit. This is just kind of running on. But I can I can triple if I just let this 30 second ad play. Cool. Let the ad play, go get some water. Let the ad play, go pee. Let the ad play, you know what's, on, what's going on over here? Check my check my phone real quick. Or not my phone. Um, you know what I mean, check my messages. Yeah. And the thing is, the game is aware of that's how people play. I got that sense as I kept playing. And I realized when I'm in the game play, the game play is very one note. It puts you somewhere, I, I wanted the to zombies. Get into that, but yeah it's it's first person you got your, you got your targeting reticle you can kind of move it and then when you when you figure out that you hold one side and that's how you move the reticle you don't have to be exactly on it because that's how i thought you were playing the first time and i was like yo this sucks i can't see the zombies and then i don't know what i'm shooting etc you hold one side and then you have control they don't tell you that that was a flaw but as a gameplay mechanic it's tolerable and not terrible and then you tap the other side that part kind of messed me up because there's no set place to tap. You just got to find yeah. somewhere. And I kept throwing grenades by mistake. I kept wasting my yeah. syringes by mistake. Really? I, didn't, I didn't have a problem. Like, okay. I had a problem with that. I might actually, just have bigger hands. Like, I don't know. Bro, right, so. I got the biggest hand. I think I got the biggest hands here, man. All right. Well, then, Abby, Abby. I just got like a decent sized phone. I think that's just my secret. Yeah. I mean, it was it was difficult because... I didn't. Re I saw the tutorial and I was like, okay, so you have to tap like the left side of the screen if you want to shoot, and then the right or the left side of the screen to aim, and the right side to shoot, and that sort of threw me off because not a lot of games are like that. Um, 
And I was like, okay, so that's, um, that's nice. And then when they would give you like the ammo and all of that, turns out you have to pay with like silver coins or whatever yeah, those are the for medallions. more ammo and, or yeah. And, um, those are the medallions. One thing that I found out was, um, the, the, uh, doggone it. Um, the medallions that they give you, they give you a certain amount, and the best thing to do is don't upgrade the weapon specifically, but upgrade your overall weapon ability. And I don't know if the game was meant to be played that way, or if it was just uh, happenstance the player has to figure out on their no, own. No, but see, that's but something that's the thing you have that... to figure out. And that's, that's like, see, for I kind of realize, once mm -hmm. again, but that's because I've been used to the horrible... EA, Ubisoft, so I understand like, yo, upgrading the weapons is the trick. Upgrading your weapon power is not, because that's what I'm saying. Like, I literally rocked the basic weapon through Area 1 mm -hmm. and I only used the gold coins to buy grenades and EXP. And if you get to like an S rating, they give you like the yellow shot or something that prevents you from taking damage. I, like, by the time I cleared it, I had like 20 of it. And like I got in the area too, and I was like, okay, now it's really starting to take effect where I can't use this basic weapon anymore, even though I'm like over level 10. And it's just like, how am I not? But I'm like, whatever, I get it. Now you want me to get a weapon. Luckily, when you finish area, like each area, you get like the weapons from the game. But even then, those are like, okay, you don't really get really good weapons until like you finish area three. And then you have to purchase those with credits and then if you don't really manage or save your credits because you have to spend it on ammo and then it'll trick you into like maybe upgrading your gun when it's just like nah that's that's the trap no, i was there i was there with you i was upset with that too at the start and then i realized that you use the initial weapon to learn the game and exactly what you're doing like i said the game just kind of throws you in there and i was very against it because i realized those first weapons gives you suck it gives you the assault rifle which seems badass in theory and in practice was kind of whack it was and then your desperation sidearm and the whole thing is it gives you it starts you off with plenty of ammo but as you learn the game you're gonna spend it like it's, it's gonna be ridiculous when i found out the medallions aren't buying ammo specifically they're buying reloads so if you reload in game that's i know this little thing ticking off but but yeah it, it tells you but everything's very subtle well, the thing that won me over with this because believe it or not i'm giving it a thumbs up i'm giving it an enthusiastic thumbs up because i realized i'm so re i'm so ready to hate on games like this because so many of them have done everything bad that i didn't realize that this game also does everything bad but was taking notes on every game that does it horribly and they made everything bad tolerable. Yes, it throws ads at you, but you get the options of if you wanna watch the ads or not, and you get ridiculous bonuses for watching the ads and the ads can be muted and ignored without issue. And the ads are very specifically targeted. So you know if you wanna watch or don't and you can choose which types of ads you wanna see, which I didn't know you could do that, but all right, cool. Cause I noticed a lot of the ads for this game specifically since it's a game that features zombies and a lot of shooting and different gun types and modifying guns and ammo and all this stuff. A lot of the ads were these really right wing leaning, hey, do you want a gun? Is it properly registered? Because in different states, your registration can be blank. I'm like, who do you think you're marketing to? You know, so that was wild, but I, I appreciate that it took those steps to make it uh, more processable at, uh, for the gameplay experience. And then in the game, um, the second you get a new weapon, I went for the shotgun. I'm just like, yo, these aren't doing anything, but maybe I'll get like a spread shot. And those initial weapons are really just to teach you. Like it wants you to mm -hmm. use the other weapons. Now, if you play for an extended period of time, then yeah, it's gonna cost you because you have to play a long time before you can afford the C level weapons, the B level weapons, the A level weapons. But those D weapons, if you just focus on upgrading those and you're only playing quick action, it was actually kind of fun. Like I was playing through the zombies and I was shooting them from a distance in the forest. I was shooting them uh, in close range in the cabin. I was shooting them in like the mid level when you're on that platform. And the thing is when it started to get tedious, it throws new class, new new zombie classes at you. So it's aware of that uh, gameplay limitation too. So everything I was like, oh, it's doing this, that sucks. Oh, they handle that. Okay, well this also sucks. Oh, 
they got something for that. Well, this, can you believe that? Oh, okay, I guess that's okay. Then. You know, it's like, it showed me that they learned and they took those steps as it went on. And I'm glad I kept playing. I'm glad I had to play for a review. If I had just played one stage, I'd have been like, nah, forget this and, and, and gotten rid of it. But because I we, we, we had to play for an extended period, for a little bit for the review, I played a little more, I tried a little more and bruh, when you think, okay, now it's a little tedious, I see. I'm not hating this, but there's not much more to it. And then you get to that bonus level, that bonus stage where yeah. it just lets you know, now nah, we know what's really fun about this. We got you. Hold on. You've been playing for a little bit. You unlocked the first bonus stage. You played through five. If you felt it got tedious, we got something for you. If you if you wanted more, we got something for you. And then it gives you that freaking rocket launch and it's just, yo, ass load of zombies. Here's a freaking ill-ass Rambo grenade launcher from, from like the Expendables 9, enjoy. And I'm just like, what? And I'm just like laying these things out. It's pure schadenfreude. Like that's the one thing I, I didn't know I wanted so bad, but I got, and I was just, so for that, it's a thumbs up for me. It, it, it is. Um, Abby? Uh, I have to go with a thumbs down on this one. Um, I spent probably about 60% of my time trying to play this app or this game just like with the ad showing on the screen. Mm. Like I, the game as a concept was really interesting. I mean, like it's not the game, like if I didn't have to play this for a review, I probably would have like stopped playing after like three levels, mm. but um, I just, didn't like it. It's just like the ad, the quantity of ads that you had to watch if you wanted to go anywhere in this game was a lot. And I didn't want to, like, I, I'm not the type of person that would want to waste my time playing a game that spends half its time with those ads. So hey, no, that's fair. That's, that's, fair. Yeah. that's a fair assessment and really speaks to the type of game uh, play experience that you're looking for it to provide. So I get that, definitely get that. All right, FO, how about you? Man, so I gotta admit, I was was quite surprised. I gotta I gotta give it a thumbs up. Unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> he's like I'm so sad about. Like this. honestly, I I really was like I I did kind of get a, a addicted to it, but like I said, I, I went in with a strategy, not expecting to have a strategy. And just following that and then seeing the amount of like credits you can get if you just get like A and S levels, then you get like free 100 coins, even though, yes, you do have to watch the ads. But the fact that I can just throw my phone or just leave and then go do whatever and come back like five, 10 minutes later. And then if I don't want to watch ads, I could literally just go next stage and keep playing. And then even the shooting mechanics weren't that bad on the phone. The, the weapon system wasn't that bad. I mean, pretty much you just want to get B level weapons anyway, being up and you'll be, you'll have an amazing time. And it's just crap. It just, I, I kind of like that balance where it was just like, yo, I could literally not spend money if I didn't want to and have a good time just shooting. And, and I was like, crap. You know what? So I'm sad to say, I'm not sad to say, but weirdly enough, I'm right there with you, which I didn't expect to be, but it's a thumbs up from both of us for, I think, valid reasons. So, kind of surprised at your reaction. But yeah, but I want to be on Abby's yeah. side, bro. I don't like mobile games no, and then maybe Abby, sit there and just yeah. contemplate life. Like, yeah, I, I, know. Reasoning, I looked in the your mirror. Reasoning, and I was your like, reasoning is valid. Those are, those are very good I? points. And I think this is one of those games where we're obviously mixed on it, but it falls into what kind of experience it gives you versus what kind of experience you're looking to get out of it. I would, like I said, I started off on that same level. And it's only because I was able to realize that it had more accommodations for everything that it still threw at you is why I felt the way I did. But I it definitely gets everything. bullet spongy though. There's a lot of bullet sponge once you get past area one. There is. It gets and annoying and you have and, to spend on um you know for ammo. So mm -hmm. like I, I just want you to know there's a, there's quite a bit of stuff I hate. No, we're, we're, but we're, it's, we're, it's, it's unfortunate that I just had the we're, no, we're right there. Disagree. He's, yeah. He's like, I'm so upset that it did just well enough. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the classifications of zombies too was one of the was one of the things that really just threw me. 
Like that when too, when when it when it throws those crawling ones at you, I was fine. I'm like handling them left and right. I'm thinking I'm badass, and then they start crawling on my feet, and I'm like, ah, oh, why am I taking damage? Oh god! That's what so it's, the first it's, it's a thing to realize. The game is called Zombie Hunter D Day. It's available for uh, iPhone for Android. You can download it now. It's a free download, but be aware it's gonna throw a lot of um, it's gonna throw a lot of ads at you. It's gonna throw a lot of uh, like pay requests at you, and you don't actually have to. Uh, follow these or do anything with them. But you get ads when uh, you start and exit uh, an area. Like so, if you want to like go back to the main menu, you get hit with an ad. If you want to mm -hmm. go into a stage, you get hit with an ad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these are options to keep in to keep in mind. But we're out of time, y'all. I want to thank y'all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. If you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, dude, if you want to follow up, to go to the website and check all our uh, latest works. Go to geek-down.com. And if you see stuff that really moves you there, you're not really, uh, you know, uh, averse to exploring the realm of geekdom and all types of good stuff, check out villains.wtf. That's the overall website and see all our other shows and wonderful offerings on the Villains Network, see what our evil selves are getting up to. And until next week, I want to thank Abby. I'm going to listen to TikTok tea shanties after this. There you go, nerd. I want to thank, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, it's good stuff. I want to thank Execution. <laughs> I'm going to go play a real video game and not one on the phone because they all suck. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, let it go. I want to thank my road dog, Shana Shay. Oh, it's nice to be here once again. And I want to thank you fine folks. Reminding you, until next time, be excellent to each other. Peace. Life is a matter of choices. And every choice you make makes you to who you are. <laughs>